you just get a sense of the uncertain nature, this state of uncertainty. There's there's too much uncertainty. Might that topic be revisited? It's a buzzer! Well, I'm not gonna lie. This is uh, this is a little weird. It is it's a little little different, uh, but it's a good different. How I are mean, you? We're, I, we're here. How do you want to do this? I mean, do we want to? Do we need to record like 17 versions of this podcast just in case? Because at this point, 17 different things could happen, and we don't know what is gonna happen. I mean, it just—I don't know what to do with you, man. I don't know what to do with you right now. Well, it's uh, it's a big issue here. We did a little. Uh, little uh, hijinks there on the Twitter saying that we hadn't recorded a podcast this week, which was true. Uh, we did not record a podcast uh, last week. Uh, we were true. recording it Sunday night. We are sitting here looking at each other on a Sunday night just to add a little more immediacy to this. Um, we can talk about the weekend that was. We hope to do this more moving forward, but also because we had no idea what the Big Ten was going to do. We caught we caught wind toward the end of the week that they were uh, there was something was going to happen. So you and I texted and said, "Hey, let's not do this Thursday. Let's not do it Friday. Let's do it Sunday." And then we even sat here all day Sunday, and we were like, "Might that podcast be revisited on a Monday?" I don't know. Might that topic be revisited? I don't know. And, you know, that's a great question is, is I don't know. I don't know. There's, again, we continue to go back to what Ronnie Green said. What Ronnie Green said a couple of weeks ago, two, three weeks ago, has turned into, I mean, he is Nostradamus at this point. Chick, when you even think about, think about also the emails that Mitch Sherman uncovered. This guy, Ronnie Green, he knows what's going to happen a week or two in advance, right? Because he was sending emails to Mitch, or it, he was sending emails to Kevin Warren on like July 30th. Basically, he could tell what was about to happen. The Big Ten was going to cancel, and they didn't ca- officially cancel until August 11th. And this is following a similar timeline where he proposes a hypothetical to Jack Mitchell, and it's all basically coming coming to fruition now like this guy is this guy sees the future Doug it is kind of weird how you could say he does uh, see the future but I think it's true I mean um, I don't I don't think there's any other way to go about this. I don't think so you know I think we're at now 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 let me let me just play a little hypothetical here okay. for you so and I'm I, I thought about this a lot <laughs> so we go down the road and the ACC and the Big 12 and the SEC move forward, and they are successful in doing that. Let's <laughs> let's make that a hypothesis. I think there's a lot of question out there as to how that will play out. But but let's say they're into early October and they're successful and things are going well and schools are in session. We've been successful, you know, with our return this uh, to our academic semester. Uh, might that topic be revisited? I don't know. <laughs> oh. uh, we're, in, we're in uncharted territory, right? Yes, we did, are. You know, I did think it was weird, and I don't know why you cut the audio off. I really thought it was weird because he he went on and he was like, 
l- l- let me play a little hypothetical hypothetical with you, okay? Let's say in the Big 12 on the first weekend, Louisiana beats Iowa State on the road, okay? Arkansas State goes to Kansas State and wins, okay? Texas Tech wins, but barely over Houston Baptist, okay? And Kansas loses to Coastal Carolina. Might that topic be revisited? I don't know. We're in uncharted territory. Might that topic be revisited? I don't know. <laughs> he called all the Big 12 opening weekends. There's a lot there. Um, Ronnie's nailed it. Ronnie, he hit his – not only did he believe that this was going to happen, but he also hit his three-team Sunbelt parlay. <laughs> he nailed Coastal Carolina. He had Louisiana. Don't call him Louisiana Lafayette. Yeah. Raging Cajuns. And he called Arkansas State. It's ridiculous. And, um, I don't know why we didn't – that part of – for some reason, I don't know why that part of the interview got cut off for people as they re-listened to it, but no. – and he called the Sun Belt just getting their murder yeah. the Big 12 game right in the first weekend. You know what I'm saying? Might I hit my three-team Sun Belt parlay? I don't know. Might that topic be revisited? I don't know. <laughs> okay. Uh, um, but at last check, what has happened here with the, with the Big 10? And we wondered, you know, if we saw teams play, and, you know, they were successful in doing it. And they are successful in doing it. <laughs> <laughs> Would that kind of grease the wheels for some things to happen? And uh, there are, I, I guess you could call them, uh, you know, subcommittees, steering committees, medical subcommittees, task forces. Sheesh. Just a lot of people that like to be a part of things that have titles so they can say, hey, what do you do for the big trip? Well, I'm part of the steering committee. What is, what is the difference between a committee and a subcommittee? Are you the backup? I mean, are you the backup quarterback for the committee? Like, I, I, our committee only gets inserted into the decision-making process if an injury happens to the original committee. Like, what the heck is a subcommittee? What the heck is this? You're the understudy. Look, we are the we're the subcommittee under the committee, and then under the subcommittee is just the committee. <laughs> and <laughs> there's just a lot of different things going on, and. Um, yeah, I don't I don't really know exactly everything, but somebody's a part of something and something happened. It's like, hey, what happens with this vote? Nothing. Nothing happens. Well, something happens. No, nothing happens. <laughs> well, something happens. Um, but there were yeah, there was uh, the, the medical subcommittee met with the presidents and chancellors on Saturday. And they met with eight of them, and apparently it went over well. Like it was a six. Uh, they met with them, and they were successful in doing that. And they were successful in doing that. And and so they met with them. They were successful. I'm like wow, okay. If that's eight chancellors or presidents that say it was eight and oh, eight and love. Hey, we're good. Then all you need is one more along the way to kind of get this thing going. And then as we sit here. Uh, Bruce Feldman had the uh, had the story that all of the three Big Ten presentations, the medical, the scheduling, and the TV, all these <laughs> subcommittees, went well today, and there's a lot of optimism inside the conference from this weekend. And then we thought, okay, well, there's going to be maybe there's going to be a vote. And then uh, the reports out Sunday night were that there was a meeting of Big Ten presidents. It lasted two and a half hours. According to reports, no vote was taken, no straw poll either. No date was set for a vote, but sources say, according to the Detroit Free Press, 
that it is likely to happen in the next couple of days. Where does that uh, where does that leave you there, Roddy? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, at this point, seriously, that's pretty much. I can't imagine. Chick, help me out. I can't imagine that the Big Ten would allow this revisiting process to play out so publicly and have everyone and then leave everybody at the altar again and break everyone's heart and cancel football again. I just can't believe it. I I, I can't. So th- there's a part of me, you tweeted something that I nodded in agreement with. Like I'm at the point where I'd be more surprised if football if Big Ten football didn't happen, but then there, then you know, you read the story on Friday from like the Rutgers president, who is just like, "Let me tell you something. You think football gonna happen? You crazy dog?" And I'm like, "Yeah, that's. I mean, I guess right. Yeah, well, I guess I am crazy. Why would I think football is gonna happen? But I just, there's no way, right, chick? They cannot, they cannot allow this process to play out the way it has for a second time." and cancel again. Can they? Ronnie? I don't think so. (laughs) I agree. You don't get to this point and then say, I mean, this is like, hey, you want to get married? Um, I don't think so. Okay. (laughs) All right, fine. Let's just call the whole thing off. And then it's like, uh, and then it's like. No, no, no. (laughs) Okay. Now, now, now I might be. Let me throw this little hypothetical at you. Let me just play a little hypothetical here okay. for you. That this might happen. And it's like, okay. And then it's and then it's back to, <laughs> then they say, you know. I, I don't think so. Okay. It can't okay. happen, and right? And then they reel you back in. But you at this point, at this point, you've allowed these meetings to take place. Yes. And to me, the only reason you allow them to take place, if you're the group of presidents, is if you're willing to change because the tide has swept you under and there is new information, there is there are new rapid testing, there's uh, maybe someone that you can bring in, like we talked about the Big 12 a few episodes ago, the Big 12 bringing in someone to kind of ease their minds about myocarditis, or whatever that is, and those new findings, and just say, hey, Everyone else, for the most part, is doing this. The Pac-12 is just a, you know, just an anomaly because right. they can't even practice right now. Then let's go ahead and do this. The only reason you allow a meeting to take place is if you're willing to vote yes, because you know what a no does to this whole thing if you do that. A hundred percent. There's just there's no way that it that it gets to this point and it and there's and it doesn't happen. I just don't I don't see how. It's already been laughable. The past, I mean, we're recording this on September 13th. The season was canceled on August 11th, so it's been a month. And it has been a com- just just misstep after misstep after misstep. And I can't imagine that they would cap everything off with another misstep like this. I mean, I, I just, because I did, I think... I, I don't know how you how it was for you. I did have a hard time, like with the first full weekend of college football, I had a hard time watching. Like, don't get me wrong, I enjoyed it, and I still, but like, it felt like my prevailing emotion wasn't necessarily excitement when, you know, when, when the games were kicking off. I couldn't help but keep, I just kept on thinking about the Big Ten not playing. And that was the whole thing that, that I, 
I've said numerous times on this podcast here that I think one of the things too was the Big Ten was banking on getting to that by the September 12th date where it was really the official launch for everybody not named the SEC that that nothing would get off the ground and by all those other leagues canceling would let them off the hook from answering questions or coming up with a plan or having to revote and reinstate football but now that college football is off the ground it almost leaves them with no choice shick like i don't know how you can how can Notre Dame play, but Indiana and Purdue can't? How can Iowa State play, but Iowa can't? You know, how can Kansas State, 150 miles down the road, play, but Nebraska can't? Like, it was already the perception of the Big Ten was really, really bad, but when, when these games are kicking off and, and games are being played, it, it's, it gets to be almost laughable. And so... I'm, it's almost at the point, like, what other choices the Big Ten even have at this point? Yeah, and, uh, you know, the, the reports are out about Mark Schlissel, the president at Michigan, who's got that, you know, infectious disease or epidemiology background. You know, sometimes things just go so negative, and you're putting out so many fires on campus with, oh, we, we're striking, and these players are protesting, and these families are this, and at some point you just got to go, fine. Yeah. It's like, like you know, you're you're a parent. You get kids, and sometimes they're just like, "I want this, I want this, I want this." Like, fine, <laughs> go ahead, stay up till eleven. You want to do that? Fine. You want ice cream before dinner? I don't care anymore. And at that point, you're just ready to wash your hands of it. Pun yes. intended. And, you know, it's pandemic season. You want to make nice. sure you do that. But yeah, I'm I'm with you. And people say, you know, what changed? Two things changed with the the advent of the rapid testing and that being so easily accessible the myocarditis uh, a lot of the discrepancies of how concerned really should we be on this because if we can get the the EKGs and the heart tests and everything when we cert, when we first find out that you tested positive when we do that we should be able to handle that the other thing that changed is actually the thing that didn't change which is what you and I have talked about for weeks, is that the other leagues did not sit out. Yep. That, that's really, you know, the Big Ten wanted to be the leader with going to conference only, and they did. They did conference only. What happened? SEC won conference only. Big 12 said, all right, we'll try and squeeze in a game here. And <laughs> There's at least three conference teams that wish they didn't do that. Yes. This past weekend of the Big 12. The ACC said, okay, we'll, we'll try and squeeze one in here too. But for the most part, they all followed the Big Ten's lead. And it almost felt like, ah, the chest is out. Okay, let's do this. You know what? Our season's kicking off in a month. You know what? Let's lead the way here again. And then they looked behind them, and there was no one there. You're exactly right. And now you're so far out from this, and the silence has been filled with the chaos that you go, hey, uh, I think we should probably do what we should have done first and that's get a second opinion. <laughs> right. <laughs> and that's what they've done. They've and, and frankly, they've gotten a lot of opinions they didn't even ask for because they asked for this by making the decision when they did. Yeah, I, I, there are so many things. I, I certainly think that these other, like you just pointed out, these other leagues getting off the ground was a huge factor in this. But you know what else this is a testament to? Continuing to fight and kick and scream and and pick it outside the Big Ten offices, even if there's only 10 people. Don't kid yourself. The pressure that was kept on by the players and the parents suing the conference, all that stuff kept 
the conversation alive. Kept the Big Ten's feet to the fire. If let's be, I don't know. Like, Chick, I'm not sure if if let's say everybody's would have laid down and taken it, kind of like the Pac-12 has. Let's say there was no parents suing the conference. There was no parents picketing outside the Big Ten offices. There was no Nebraska lawsuit against the Big Ten, which revealed an actual vote of 11 to 3 initially. If there was none of that, would there be a revote? I don't know. I mean, I, I, that's where these other leagues getting off the ground probably would have been a huge factor. But I, I, I can't help as uncomfortable as it's felt at times. Cause listen, we've all kind of been there like, Hey, you know, all right, now they're now this, they're suing this. And then now there's, here's now here comes this. Here's parents. Donald Trump. Here's Donald Trump. This, You've kind yeah. of rolled your eyes at it. Like, man, we joke like this is a bad episode of a soap opera, right? Like this is just getting ridiculous, but like all, all that kept the pressure on and kept the conversation alive. So as much as I'm sometimes uncomfortable with confrontation and conflict, everybody's willingness to fight for this in the meantime, I think should be applauded at this moment because I think it kept it kept the dream alive of football potentially being reinstated. And frankly, Nebraska started it. No question. Nebraska started it before the decision was even made. Ronnie Green, these Ted Carter, these emails that took place, Scott Frost bringing his players to the podium, him talking, giving a 20-minute diatribe about what happens if football is canceled. It's canceled the next day. They continue. Bill Moose, Ted Carter, Ronnie Green continuing to fight the fight. Ohio State is brought in. Gene Smith, Ryan Day, James Franklin. There's almost a coalition of coaches that are working behind the scenes on this. Was there a vote? Wasn't there a vote? Statements being issued by coaches saying, I don't know what's going on here, and I'm really unhappy about it. And frankly, as we sit here on September 13th, we still have not seen Kevin Warren since the announcement was made to cancel the season, since that interview. We've seen him in some print media a couple of times. We haven't seen him take questions. We haven't seen him in front of a camera. We haven't seen really presidents do much of that either outside of the the few that we mentioned. And and you and I were texting about this. You know, I, I like Kevin Warren. I like the hire when it was made. He's such an impressive guy. I listened to that news conference when he was first hired. But I think what you find out is that his lack of college experience was glossed over when he was hired and it's been exposed during this time. Mm -hmm. And that's really no fault of his own. You know, that that's just who he is. Now he should have handled this all better, but when you don't have those connections, when you don't know how this works, if he was asking Jim Delaney for advice, Jim Delaney was giving him bad advice. Man. I, my, my, my only guess is he didn't reach out or Jim Delaney, there wasn't any of that communication because, frankly, if Jim Delaney is the, the commissioner, I think they would have kicked off either last this past weekend or they never would have postponed and they're ready to kick off here at the end of this month. Yeah, I totally agree. Like Because as you were talking there, I thought about with Kevin Warren, in order to effectively lead – you have to understand who you are leading. And that goes for not only just the individuals that are directly related to you, but also what Big Ten football meant to all these different communities. 
again, I go back to, and I just shake my head at the initial comment that he made was, I think it was to Teddy Greenstein, or maybe it was on the Paul Feinbaum show or something where he was surprised at the uproar and the anger for canceling the season. And it's like, man, do you, have you ever been to Columbus, Ohio? You ever been to Ann Arbor? You ever been to Lincoln? You ever been to Madison, Wisconsin when jump around starts in the fourth quarter? You think those people are just going to go, oh, it's canceled? Okay, cool. No problem. That's fine. We'll just play next year. That's, uh, no, I totally get it. It's all good. Like, are you out of your mind? You know, I, it's – and then – because I even tweeted on, on Friday, you know, when you really think about the, the lack of communication for the statement that Ryan Day released on Twitter on Friday, I mean, this is the head coach of, let's be honest, the, 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 the poster child – of the Big Ten in Ohio State, a national championship contender, basically in a statement saying, I I got no idea what's – I don't know why we've canceled. I don't know what our plan is. I don't know what we're doing right now. I don't know what to tell my players. Uh, I the, the big question is that these players ask me is these other schools can play. Why can't we? I mean, it's just – it's amazing to think that Ryan Day truthfully hasn't been communicated with. And so it's just been – it's sometimes unfathomable, unfathomable to really take a step back and write down every little thing that's happened over the past month and a few days that, it, that have just been kind of mistakes by the Big Ten, unfortunately. When you go down the list of things that have happened in the Big Ten, you know, the conference-only schedule, the six days later announcing the season's postponed, parents writing ledgers, staging protests at Big Ten headquarters, Nebraska players filing a lawsuit, um, the head coach of Ohio State issuing a statement questioning the leadership of the Big Ten. I mean, other than that, it's been a really good month. <laughs> I mean, when, your parent, when the parents and players are suing the conference and arguably the two most – two of the three most identifiable coaches – Ryan Day and James Franklin are publicly on ESPN Radio for James Franklin and then on Twitter for Ryan Day criticizing the leadership and the communication. I mean, you got yourself a full-fledged disaster. Like, if you would have said, like, six months ago that one day Ryan Day is going to release a statement, and in the statement that he releases, it's going to read the following. Duke is playing Notre Dame, and Clemson is playing Wake Forest this weekend. (laughs) You'd be like, what? <laughs> Wait, what? Wait, what's happening? So he's re- he's releasing a statement to just let us know the ACC schedule. Is is that is he just saying that that'll be the game before them, and then the other <laughs> game is the game after them when they play? Like they're going to be sandwiched in between. Did someone tweet at him? Hey, Ryan Day, what two games are? But what game is before you, and what games after you? That's the only thing I would. That would have been like my final answer. There's no way. There's no other way. <laughs> Ryan Day, are you are you releasing just letting us know that how to map out our day? I mean, sheesh. <laughs> I, I still, you know, I I text you. The thing that is still amazing is I still go back to that to that statement that Kevin Warren did release after they had canceled. And it had the words when dealing with the cancellation or postponement in this topic will not be revisited. There are so many things. This is there. there There's so many lessons you can learn this of, of just, you know, kind of write your plans in pencil, not pen. You know, like, don't paint yourself into a corner where all of a sudden you have no way out of it. Because, you know, you think about everything. It's like, even if they reinstate football, which I'm going to be extremely happy about, you know, you, you go over the past month and it's like it, 
a little bit of the credibility of what comes out of the Big Ten offices, can't you can't help but kind of question some of it. It's like, okay, here's the schedule. Nope, season canceled. Fall football is canceled, and it will not be revisited. Just kidding. We're going to revote and potentially play in the fall. Like, you know, you you just you gotta you gotta when you're in a position of leadership of 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 something of this magnitude, you have to think ahead and not necessarily paint yourself in a corner with different things because it's just it is amazing to think that. He, the the commissioner wrote this topic will not be revisited and it is literally being revisited and i wonder too i i've gone back to that when he said will not be revisited and i you try to parse the words and go okay what exactly did you mean when you said wouldn't be revisited because he wrote in that letter the vote by the big 10 council of presidents and chancellors was overwhelmingly in support of postponing fall sports and will not be revisited are you saying you're not going to revisit the decision to maybe postpone? Or are you saying you're not revisiting the results of the vote that you already took? Like, right, uh, nobody right. knows. But here's the thing. No one has said anything about that. Like, he hasn't said anything. So that's why you have all these questions, like, not being revisited. And we said this the other week. It's you always left the door open to cancel the season, but you never left the door open to resume the season. Never. That, that's that's it. And And – and maybe, maybe I'm being disingenuous in saying that, like, you know, if you make a decision, you got to stand by it and you can't be wishy-washy. But at the same time, just just like you just said, why were you always so willing to leave the door cracked open to about canceling the season, but it didn't happen the other way around? When you canceled it, you didn't leave it, you didn't leave it open. I mean, ultimately, you know, they they should have just they should have just pushed back the start date. And a lot of this stuff would have been kind of maybe avoided, you know what I mean? Just postpone or delay till October 1st or September 26th like the SEC to buy yourself some time. But it, any way you slice it, it is just it – it's remarkable that, that we're still talking about this and that by the time people listen to this, there could be a vote and who knows what the vote's going to say. My guess is it's going gonna, it's gonna to be that Big Ten's playing. Yeah, and playing in October, and I think, you know, you try and connect the dots on it. You say, okay, the medical, I said this earlier, but the medical subcommittee meets with some of the presidents and chancellors. There's eight of those, and it went really well. So if it went really well, then you would think, like, those eight people were okay with it moving forward, and now you, you need nine. You need nine total to get that 60%. So, I mean, you feel like you're there. I think the question is going to be when they finally vote on this is just because you vote yes doesn't mean your school is going to play. And I think that's where the crux of this comes in is, yeah, Rutgers, I get it. You don't, you don't feel like you can play. Or Michigan State maybe, wh whoever it is, you don't feel like you can play. But should your nose determine the outcome of this right like you could be a president and say i'm fine with the league playing i vote yes we're not going to play but i vote for you guys to play because remember the no's the 11 to 3 the no's outweigh they canceled out the yeses yeses had no choice well here the no's to playing should not outweigh those that Agreed. can in terms of hey let's vote yes for the betterment of the league even though we might not play. And, right. and that's that's what I, I'm most interested and, to and, see and, because you know, I don't think you'll have more than 10 schools playing. See, now, and maybe that's why, because there's a part of me that, you know, you see the stories on Sunday of, hey, the presentation went really well. There's a ton of optimism to me. I was like, just vote and let's, you know, let's do it. You know, like, know, let's go. Let's go. Get on with it. 
But I also realize that they're dealing with they're dealing with potentially all the stuff you just laid out of, okay, what are you going to do with the teams that don't play? Because I'm with you. I don't, I don't think every team's going to play. What are you, we're talking about Rutgers. Like, what are you going to do with the Rutgers? If Rutgers says, okay, you guys can play, we're not going to play. Well, what does that look like? Are they getting a cut of the TV money? You know, all those things, like you have to answer all those questions. And I think potentially for some of these schools, the answer to those questions could impact whether or not they want to play. You know, if Rutgers says, fine, you guys can go play, we're not going to play. And if they say, okay, well, guess what? When the TV pie is getting passed around, you get it. We're skipping your turn. Well, they might go, whoa, whoa, whoa. So we're not going to get 50, a 35, 40, $50 million check, whatever it is. Well, hold on now. You know, I mean, I, maybe that would make them want to pump the brakes and think about playing. So maybe there's, maybe they're trying to answer all those questions for the people that that want to sit out. It still goes back to what we talked about last week, though. It is interesting to me that when you cancel the season, the teams that wanted to play didn't have a choice. It was all for one, on, one for all. Either we're all playing, or we're all not playing. But the other way around, it's you. It's not the same. So when you reinstate football, if some teams don't want to play okay that's fine that's your own individual choice I I do kind of struggle with that school of thought when uh, everybody was pounding the Big Ten chest of like see we do things unified we're all for one one for all it's like well okay let's see how unified you are when not everybody in your conference plays in in a month and that's why I think it is incumbent upon the Big Ten to some way somehow come out of this vote with all 14 voting yes. Yeah. Because if you have a split vote or it just passes, if you've demonstrated anything over the last few weeks, it's that you have a very fractured community in the Big Ten. If you're going to start the road to healing, at least by public perception-wise, you may want to all be on the same page and all nod your head and say yes. It's like the college football playoff committee. We might have all disagreed. We're on board with the four. Do I think maybe this team was better? Yes, but we're on board with the four that made it. Same thing with here. Do 14 love, but not everyone's plan, but we support the other teams. Let's not make it political. You know, and you can you can cite the rapid testing. You can cite the myocarditis studies, and you can do all of that and save a little face. I do get concerned about how how much better Kevin Warren can look out of this. I, I feel for the guy. So do I. He stepped into a situation that he should Brutal. have handled diff- uh, yeah. better. But, you know, we're all learning how to handle a pandemic, and most of us are handling it without having to step into a new job with new relationships that we that are ten that are decades deep and we're just stepping in. So I, I feel for the guy. I just I just hope that this could be the start of you know what, let's just hold up the men in black white light and forget that the <laughs> last nine months happened and let's kick it off and play eight regular season games and crown a Big Ten champ. Yeah, you know what's kind of weird to say out loud that I don't think maybe has been said out loud enough? You know what we don't know for sure? Is what how was, Kevin... What he wants? Is yeah. what, what Kevin Warren really wanted in terms of the football season being played or not. Like, do people understand that? Like, that is one thing where, and, and listen, it's the nature of the beast when you have to be the spokesperson as the commissioner and get up and relay the message from all 14 of the collective chancellors and presidents. But I, I do sometimes cringe on Twitter when people go, Kevin Warren canceled football. It's like, no, no, he didn't. Like, 
he didn't on his own cancel football. You do realize he is kind of just the spokesperson for what everybody else wants, you know? So I do think we have to keep that in mind. We don't know. Maybe, maybe Kevin Warren wanted football to be played the entire time. He didn't want it to be canceled. We don't know that for sure. We really don't. Going back to my analogy, maybe he's the committee chair who doesn't agree with what the what the committee decided, but he's got to be the one who talks to Reese Davis. Yeah, it's it's almost like I mean, this is a horrible analogy, but like it's almost like when you get you know public defenders or you know lawyers where they have to you know they're they're representing a guy that is being charged with you know decapitating. 36 people and it's, a it's great like, story yeah yeah right yeah let me take this okay what's the least uh rated r thing i don't know <laughs> jaywalking nah that's not. let's go decapitating 36 people <laughs> your honor i'm here to tell you that uh mr decapitation did not live up to his reputation of decapitation this is defamation and i want wow. a hesitation as it you got one more in you? To you the annexation of Puerto Rico. Hashtag little giants. But we don't know. <laughs> and can you turn down the uh, the heat in this room? Because my water has condensation. <laughs> and it's causing some perspiration. <laughs> and I'm losing my concentration. <laughs> <laughs> So stupid. This is why we're doing this on a Sunday. And I'd rather not get to adaptation. (laughs) What? (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Cause that'll lead to my incarceration. (laughs) You wanna arrest my case? Oh my god. I like that lawyer. I want to see more of that lawyer. I would be like, you know what? Uh, I, will you be my lord? Yes. Could you promise me every word will end in shun? <laughs> I can't. Based on our studies here at uh, Rhyming Law, we have decided that jurors are really persuaded by rhyming, and they're all in shun, okay? That's what we're going to give you here at Rhyming, 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 and Rhyming Law Offices. I give you exhibit A, Johnny Cochran. If it doesn't fit, you must agree. listen. I mean, it worked. It worked. It worked. But I go back to uh, I go back oh, to what you said because I've always felt like Kevin Warren wanted to have the season begin in the spring or after the fall because of a report that I remember reading in the Detroit Free Press, and I went and and Googled it, and it's by David Jesse, who broke the story earlier Sunday night about the, how the meeting went. So he's obviously in touch with presidents or, or somebody. But he, he wrote, this was on August 8th. So this is three days before the season was postponed. And it talks about how Big Ten presidents expected to meet Saturday afternoon to discuss the future of the conference's fall sports season. Uh, it's possible a spring football season could be on the table. And then it says... Going into the call, the sources were told Big Ten Commissioner Kevin Warren preferred a spring football season, although no decision has been made, and then goes on to talk about how all options are on the table. Like, I'm with you. We don't know for sure, but you would you would just think that if he really wanted football in the fall and knew what would happen and the collateral damage that could happen, if he understood the gravity of that decision, yeah. that you, he would have at least encouraged to 
wait to make the decision. Right? No question. No, it's. I totally agree. Is there some, maybe is there some rule that you have to play eight games to be eligible for the college football playoff? Like there seems to be this like it's got to start. It's got to start by October seventeenth. Because if it's October eighteenth, no chance of getting in the playoff. <laughs> like why couldn't like let's say even Ohio State just just decapitated. I'm into that. I'm just oh, going to keep it going. The decapitation <laughs> of the Big Ten nation, and they, they're 5-0, and they're 6-0. and Could they not be eligible for the playoff? Like, I think it's interesting how we've, like, we've kind of arbitrarily picked a date and been like, tell you what, dog, if they get past October 17th, you can play, but you ain't going to the playoff. You understand that, right? It's like, well, who made that rule? You know? That is true. I don't believe there are any protocols about the minimum number of games that you have to play. I just believe it is you have to be, you have to, I guess, have to have played, but you have to be determined one of the four best teams in the college football playoff. Like, I don't know that the committee made up of the 10 FBS leagues, I don't believe that they've set a minimum number of games, and by all accounts, there will probably be some meetings about this. But, you know, here, here's the thing working in the Big Ten's advantage about that is we can't assume that the other leagues are going to play their 11. That's it. Right? Right. Their 10 or 11 games that they're going to play. And so, in my mind, my knee-jerk reaction is, because, again, it's not all about Ohio State. This is about everybody. It's kind of, de- it's kind of devolved playing. into that, right? It's kind of, it's kind of, it's kind of devolved into, like, well, we got to play. Why? Because we, we got to do it for Ohio State. They could win it all. Like, Here's the problem. What happens when Ohio State loses the opener? God, why did we did this? Is the whole reason we're playing? It kind of feels like it kind of feels the whole, like the whole the reason whole we're playing. Out. Everybody's gonna be like, maybe that's gonna be like. We're, maybe that'll be. I would respect that plan. Uh, we're reinstating Big Ten football for the reasons of Ohio State's chances of making the playoff. Because of that, we're going to have them play a day earlier than everybody else. If Ohio State loses, we're done. We're, we're totally done. But if Ohio State wins, then we will proceed. How's that? Maybe that'll be that. That'll be written. We're playing until Ohio State loses. Once they lose, we're we're all we're all done. We're going home. This is. Ohio State survives, we all advance. That's it. We're playing until Ohio State loses. Once they lose, we're all done. How about that? It would just be amazing because it's really, this isn't all about Ohio State, but if Ohio State was Indiana, like was not a great team, like if you didn't have a national championship caliber team, then, you know, how much are you pushing on this right now? Like, I go to the Pac-12. If USC was a team that was in the playoff last year, was the USC of old, Mm -hmm. would there be any more strong push to push back on government, push back on some of this stuff? I I don't know, and maybe it wouldn't matter because of what's going on there on on the West Coast, but having Ohio State in your league certainly does – Certainly does change some yes. things. This would, this would be like you know, Ohio State of the Big Ten is like Nebraska used to be in the Big Twelve. Yes. I guess you could say right where it where it's kind of thrown thrown its weight around. That's what it is, though. So it's just it's it's, it's interesting how it how it has slowly because when people use that October seventeenth date, they 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 usually kind of throw it out there from the standpoint of you know not only do do these teams need a couple of weeks to get ready, but at the same time. It also seems like it always is that well. October seventeenth gives you a chance to for gives 
Ohio State a chance to make the playoff. And it's like, well, okay, they're I mean, I don't think that's the motivation behind Nebraska wanting to play, you know? <laughs> like No, no. I mean Scott Frost, if you're listening, yes. It's exactly <laughs> give him some exactly bulletin board we, material. That's what we need to do here. <laughs> that's that's it. Um but yeah, I think that's in terms of the language of it, um I I don't think there's any minimum stuff and I think my gut reaction says as long as Ohio State again, I'm just assuming an eight game schedule just to say let's just play the eight, build in more flexibility. If you're mid to late October, you can't do ten, you know, and still try and make the playoffs. I wonder so what this I can't eight. wait to see what the schedule looks like now, too. I know. I know. Uh, you, if Ohio State's eight and zero and then wins the Big Ten championship at nine and zero, they're going to be in the playoff as long as they look like Ohio State. They're going to be obviously just fine. But you're right. Think about the people who spent those hours doing that original schedule. What do you think their reaction is when they are asked to do another one? <laughs> another Jenga forty one. The offices of Jenga are going to be like, seriously, we have to do this all over again. Come on. It's like, you know, I remember what happened when I handed you that last schedule and it went something like this. <laughs> we it, spent it hours. It reminds me of this is a this is a stupid story, real quick. When I was a graduate assistant for Coach Altman, after the first game, she was like, Bob, go back and watch the game, bud. And I want you to tell me every ball screen defensively, and I want you to <laughs> tell me who was guarding the ball, who was hedging the screen, and what happened? And so I was like, "You got it, sir!" And I went right in, and I wa- I mean, and so I come back with a detailed, like, "All right, here there were thirty-two ball screens set. Here are all of them. I wrote down how they were handled, if it was correct or not." And he looks at it and goes, "Hmm, okay," and then just like put the piece of paper down, and that was it. <laughs> That was it. So let me tell you, if the next week he'd have been like, "Ball, give me go, go watch every ball screen and tell me," I'm like, "Well, are you really gonna do more than just go, hmm, okay, when I hand it to you?" Oh, I don't know, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> but the, the offices of Jenga are not gonna be happy when when Mr. Jenga receives another phone call oh. from Kevin Warren. Jim Jenga is gonna be like, "No, no, no, no. We gave you Jenga forty one last time." Yeah. Hey, uh, you tell Kevin Warren we're still waiting for that check for the first schedule he threw in the trash. <laughs> I mean, seriously. Hey, coacher, co- coacher, I got your schedule. Hey, Nick, how you doing? Hey, uh. <laughs> hey, uh, what'd you think of my, uh, what'd you think of the screens and the schedule stuff that I put together? Oh, I don't know, Nick. All right, uh, do you want me to do it again? No, no. <laughs> All right. All right. That's pretty much how it went down. It was my first big assignment as a graduate assistant, and that was it. So I understand how the offices of Jenga feel right now. Oh, man. Crikey dot freaking con. Tell Kevin Warren he can come up with his own schedule. It'll be funny when they release the schedule. It's just like drawings of the logos to the company. Yeah, it's so unprofessional. It's just like he'll hold it up like, hey, uh, Dave Repson, can you see this? Just zoom in on the camera here. Do you see this right here? First game's Ohio State. Who is that now? That's Iowa. Is that Indiana? It's Iowa, I think. I'll get back to you on the first game, but here it is. It's right here. That's pretty much what it's going to be. It's it's the old schedule with just X's and lines. <laughs> <laughs> like Minority Report. Minority Report going over. It's, ah. 
Oh, so good, oh, so gosh. good. Well, uh, let's hope that uh, by the time you listen to this, yeah, or uh, later in the day, or by Tuesday, that uh, we will have the schedule out and uh, we'll be back on track. Here's the thing: it's not going to fix everything because you know. And, and I hope maybe Nebraska can put twenty five thousand in the stands. That'd be great. Yeah, I, I hope they can do that and kind of alleviate some of these concerns. You know what they? You know what they should do is just say. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna do twenty five thousand, and so wink, wink, and just let everybody in. It's spring game attendance. <laughs> Come on in. You just start taking. Please, please bring cash to the door, and you just start taking it. You have a bucket to yep, help with a donation bucket. I mean, it's like every- church. We'll be passing the donation bucket around in the line outside. That's what it'll be. You know, it's what it's what it'll uh, be outside of Memorial Stadium. Did you? Because did you think? The, the no fans in the stands makes a difference, dude. I mean, yeah. w- watching football this weekend, whether it was college or the NFL, you know, anymore when you're on the road, it used to be like, tell you what, not, not too many people. Not too many people can go to Atlanta and get a win. <laughs> you go to Atlanta, you think you're going to win, you're crazy. Now it's like, well, there are exactly four people in the stadium right now. You know? Like, no. So the, so the, no, watching- the no crowd makes an impact. I was watching Notre Dame, um, and they had the social distancing cam. Did you see that? The yes. picture of that. And so it's in the, instead of the kiss cam, it's the social distancing cam. It shows you on the jumbotron. The students are there. They're looking up. They're like, "Hey, we're on!" And below them is like a yardstick that shows like they're right on top of each other. So, in, but instead of spreading out, they just dance. Hey, hey, all right. So we got room. You do jumping jacks. Everybody's got to do jumping jacks to prove that you're social distancing here. But yeah, the no crowds, man. I mean, it's uh, it's certainly it's, it, it certainly it looked yeah. and felt different. You know, it's it's sad. It's uh, it is. It's like I'll tell you what I did on Saturday because you mentioned this earlier. We're kind of we'll wrap it up here in a few minutes. But about you know, it just didn't feel like college football, right? Like you're like, ah, where's the Big Ten? It was hard for you to watch and. Saturday, I wake up, I had my sons, uh, because I, I, I'm not doing college game down the radio. Like, in a parallel universe, I was Friday yeah. flying to Bristol, Saturday hosting college game down the radio side, and then flying back either Saturday night or Sunday morning. Well, this weekend, it was there was no gear up to that. I wasn't leaving. Three of my, uh, my three sons are doing baseball. They're all in separate teams uh, in separate divisions. And so nine, we wake up, 8.30 a.m., Take my oldest son to the ballpark, coach his team with uh, nine and ten year olds. Uh, my wife drops off Porter, my six year old, and I'm helping to coach that team as well. Right afterwards, go back home, have lunch, take Beckett, my five year old, back to the park, and he's got his coach pitch season going. And I'm I'm there. I watched maybe twenty minutes of college football between the morning. Uh, when the games kicked off and like four o'clock wow. and that never, that doesn't happen. No. And then I finally sit down, I'm catching up on stuff and you know, I feel, I mean, it's only 19 games over the weekend. So right. it wasn't like yeah, you had to catch like up said. on too much, mm-hmm. but you're left going, this just doesn't, it doesn't look right on TV and it doesn't feel right. Knowing that Nebraska and the big 10 and like my wife is usually going, you know, how's Nebraska doing? Or she's, you know, my kids were joking that it was a year ago at this time that they were playing Colorado and they learned a lot of new bad words from, <laughs> from mom yeah. because of how Colorado beat them. And, and it's like, yeah, you, you miss that. Like it's a reason to get together. It's a reason to, it's just it's it's religion, right? Mm-hmm. In a lot of respects, it's this ritual you go through every year, and to have that removed, 
is just sad. And so to have a chance that it comes back and to have Saturdays feel a little more normal will help us feel like we're getting through this pandemic. I totally agree. I mean, I, I sit down, I watch college game day. I even flip yeah. over to, you know, big noon kickoff, check out, you know, uh, you know, Rob Stone and the boys and all that stuff. And then you just, you're watching and it just doesn't, it didn't feel right. It just didn't feel right. And it, and I didn't know if that was just because of, of Nebraska and the big 10, because usually you're, you're tracking other big 10 teams. You're, you know, all that stuff. And it just, I had a hard time watching. I, I really did. And I couldn't, I tweeted, I tweeted that out. And the reaction I got on Twitter was like, me too, me too. This is so hard. I can't get into it. You know, like, I'm not watching. It's not that I'm protesting. I just can't get into it. That was one response from somebody. And that's, that's how it was. It was just, it was hard for me to get fired up. Even, even when there were upsets happening. You know, even when the upsets would happen, you'd kind of be like, whoa, 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 whoa. I, there just wasn't, you know, right. there, it just didn't feel like that. And, and that's just, that's, that's frustrating. And so hopefully, you know, it, it, it gets reinstated because you know I want to enjoy my my Saturdays in the fall. You know, we need to uh, we need to get back there. Um, I did send out a tweet Sunday night saying, "Hey, let's finish off that tweet by letting you know we didn't record last week because we're recording Sunday night. It drops tomorrow morning." And um, Craig tweets back at us says, "Now, now, now, let me just play a little hypothetical here." Now, 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 let me let me just play a little hypothetical here okay. for you. Were you all hoping to talk about a Big Ten vote? I don't know, but I think you may have to record one tomorrow or Tuesday <laughs> or Tuesday as well. Might that topic be revisited? I don't know. <laughs> oh, Ronnie. Ronnie. I love you, Ronnie. I do, too. I love you. Love everything um, about it. By, by the way, I wanted to ask you. Yeah. What uh, about Denver fantasy, coming back? Uh, your the Denver Nuggets. Your daily fantasy do. <laughs> well, that is that is true. The Denver Nuggets did uh, force a game seven. Did um, you know I tweet? I was going to tweet out the Denver Nuggets dot 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 and the Undertaker GIF, you know, in the middle of Sunday's NFL, but I didn't because I was Nick like, Baugh tries to bring every conversation back to basketball. I thought I would get ripped on Twitter, like, really, opening week of the NFL, and you're talking about the Denver Nuggets. I'm like, I'm sorry about that. Sorry about that. Sorry about that. By the way, you had to watch T Braid in a new yeah, in a new uniform. It was weird. Throwing a throwing a nice pick six. Yeah, he got his fanny waxed. It's all good though, Doc. You know, it's all good. T Braid, we'll get her back. It'll be it'll be just fine. Uh, I did not win a million dollars doing DraftKings. It didn't happen. Uh, for some reason, I have a I've realized I have a bad problem. You want to know what my one of my bad problems is? You know, I won my fantasy football game the other day because uh, the helmet rule. Was that it? I I've learned my lesson with the helmet rule. But I let hard knocks influence me. <laughs> so I was like, starting quarterback, Tyrod Taylor. Wide receiver combination, Keenan Allen. In a related story, they scored like 16 points. I'm like, that's not going to get the job done, bro. I, I, I started Gronk. I was like, you know who's going to kick some ass? Gronk. Nope. He didn't. Big giant wreck. Crikey. You, you know, it's funny when you click on DraftKings, and we'll end with this. I mean, you click on DraftKings, and it says you are currently winning yeah, in, they, you know, yeah. one of your pools. Yeah. And then you click on it, and like you, I did the um, – I you did go the, for a mil? Million, yeah, the million-dollar thing for the five bucks yeah. just to see, yeah. gee, I wonder how, how I did. I finished out of <laughs> – let's see. How many people were – how many people were in this thing? 
uh, I believe it was 1,190-some-odd thousand people yeah. were in this thing. I finished in 39,000th place. I bet you beat me. I won $12. Um, and they give you when you click on DraftKings when you win, it gives you that that trophy. Right? Like, yeah, you're like yes. Like, you feel like Jordan when you're crying, kissing it. You know. One time I had that trophy and it said fifty cents. <laughs> it's a low point in your life. Like I, so you you I I won zero dollars, and I finished in nine hundred and eighty six thousandth place. <laughs> Almost dead last. I had, I, look, I don't want to get all nerdy here. Yeah. I had Cam Newton, Josh Jacobs, Todd Gurley, Chris Godwin didn't do much. Julian Edelman didn't do much. Threw in a Hawkinson. I had Adam Thielen. I'm like, hey, this is pretty good. And then you look, you're like, oh, gosh, if I only would have switched seven of my guys, yeah. I would have won a million. I, 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 I always give that line. I'm like, ah, if I, I, if I, if I would have had six other guys, it would have worked out for me. I mean, my lineup stunk. Terod Taylor, Josh Jacobs, he balled out. Nick Chubb, no, no. Keenan Allen, no, no. Odell Beckham Jr., no, no. T.Y. Hilton, no, no. Rob Gronkowski, no, no. Marquise Brown, he kind of balled out. Chargers defense, no, no. No, no. <laughs> you have Dana Altman giving. Dana Altman as fantasy analyst is one of my f- new favorite things. No, no. Hey, coach. Hey, coach. I'm thinking about starting Odell Beckham Jr. Should I start him? No. no. Just no elaboration. Ask, ask him another one. Hey, hey, hey. I, I really think, I really think Keenan Allen's going to have a big year. Should I start Keenan Allen? Oh, I don't know, Nick. Well, okay. We'll come back to that one. I am always a fan of starting defense is going against rookie quarterbacks i'm liking the chargers going against joe burrow what do you think should i start the chargers defense no no <laughs> just nothing nothing from dana altman as your fantasy analyst Crikey. oh my gosh stomach already hurting that means it's time to time to be done here um, <sighs> anything else you want to get off uh, off your your big uh, chest other than the salsa you typically spill or yeah. anything i open up some salsa explodes all over my chest <laughs> I mean, I Anything wanted to work me? in some love for the Denver Nuggets. Let me check that off the list. Uh, I mean, the Big 12 had a rough weekend, Chick. Can we just the, be honest? I mean, when it's Coastal Keller – I mean, the Coastal Carolina game was just – everything about that game was really sad. When you go into the night saying, hey, maybe Kansas can redeem us, <laughs> that's not a great spot you want to be in, really. Oh. I mean, it is not good at all. But rough weekend for the Big 12. I, I laughed at <laughs> and when, when the Big 12 was falling apart. Doug Gottlieb treated something. It's like, no wonder ne- Nebraska wants to go back to the Big 12. <laughs> look, at, look at what the old Big 12 North was doing. <laughs> They'd be dominating this I whole mean, thing. Sheesh. Yeah, um, that, was, uh, that, that, was, that was tough to watch. And um, I felt bad because I did – I've tweeted the, a couple of times last week – and had it on Instagram and, and Facebook, the behind-the-scenes of my TV setup, because yeah. I, I did five days of previewing each of the Big 12 teams. Dusty Dvorak and I did. There were five episodes, two teams a day. So I'm like an expert in the Big 12 going into this thing, and I'm like going into Saturday going, all right, here we go. Right. Check, these, check these teams out. And I did a lot of research on it. See how they do. And uh, 
Are these teams any good? No. <laughs> and then people are like, hey, how about this Spencer Rattler? Look at this. Give him the Heisman now. It's like, okay, you know it was Missouri State, right? No. Just hold off on it. It was Missouri State, uh, but I still, I, I still am looking forward to watching Oklahoma State because I still, I am, I am in the Oklahoma oh, State camp here. Really? In the Big 12. I do believe that the best team in the Big Twelve has not played yet. Wow! Um, but you know, like I say to anything. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't well, that's know. what what we talk about this all the time. You called you you're you were the first one really willing to say it out loud. People always like when you get your NCAA tournament bracket, you always want to advance the teams that you've seen and that you know a lot about. And so we're all victim of that. So for you to dive in and know everything there is to know about Iowa State and Kansas State, you're like, tell you what, KU, Les Miles, he's building the culture. Look out. And that's the final store. Coastal Carolina goes to Lawrence and demolishes the Jayhawks. You're like, okay, that's not good at all. That's not good at all. But man, was that a uh, that was a rough Saturday for the old uh, for the old Big Twelve, you know? Well, Brett McMurphy, by the way, we'll leave with this. It's a good thing we recorded on Sunday and not Friday. But uh, as we see this, Brett McMurphy tweets: If the Big Ten presidents and chancellors vote to play football in the fall, then all Big Ten schools will play. Woo! Sources telling Stadium says early reports indicated if presidents voted to play, some Big Ten schools might opt not to play. But that will not be the case, according to Brett McMurphy. So I like it. Um, I said, uh, you know, maybe ten teams. It sounds like fourteen uh, if we get to that point. So that's uh, that, that's that's. So would Jenga forty one be re-administered? Just push back. Would they uncrumple the Jenga 41 out of the trash? Can we uh, have a revamp of that schedule? You know what? Just cross it out. You have, you have a Sharpie? Yeah, you'll be fine. Perfect. You're perfect. You'll be ready to go. Cross you're it. Ready to rock. We're ready to go. It is Sunday night, uh, and as we sign off here, it is uh, 10.06 p.m. in the east. Get some sleep, and, uh, dog. That's exactly right. Got to get some sleep here. Yeah. Kids go back to school for their one day of the week. And, um, again, here's the question. Would I rather have Big Ten football this fall or my kids going to school five days a week. <laughs> Kelly, Kelly's in the room. Kelly, what would you rather have? School. <laughs> <laughs> she's she's a born and bred Husker fan, and she wants the kids in school. You know what? Every Husker fan that is dealing with the same thing, they all internally they all are like, "Yeah, I want school too. I want, I want the kids back in school too." Oh that's that's it. Get those I lo- kids. I love my Huskers, but I would love my kids to get out of my face. <laughs> All right. Now, now we have to get out of your ears. We'll uh, we'll talk to you next week. Thanks for hanging with us. I'm not happy about that.